Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. Think about comedians in cars getting coffee, but the teacher version with beer. Classroom Brew is associated with hashtag TeacherPods. Make sure you check out other great indie and teacher podcasts around the world today. Welcome back to Classroom Brew. This episode, episode 52. What? Episode 52, meaning 52 weeks worth of this podcast, which means that Classroom Brew has been around for one year. Now, granted, I got rid of episode one because I didn't really like it anymore and it didn't seem to represent the show very well. But ever since Airdropped Porn, episode two aired, the pilot was really just to kind of get everybody familiar with what we'd be talking about on the podcast. But Airdropped Porn really set us, set the stage for the entire show. So after that second episode, uh, I tried to play around with the format. I was trying to stick to 30 to 45. I even had one episode that was uh, over an hour. Since then, I've switched to a different format, but it's been really fun to kind of see how the show has developed over time. I figure right now for uh, the one-year episode, I'd actually, I'm wearing a Classroom Brew shirt. I don't have merch, but uh, Katie's mom was kind enough to have this made for me last Christmas. That being said, I'm going into my second year of teaching now, which is funny because it's only a week or two off from my second year of the podcast. And it's been a really interesting start so far. By the time this comes out, I'll already be a couple weeks into the school year, which is later than most people start their year. But it's a much different climate. I kind of forgot just how much I was, and I don't mean this to be like militant sounding, but I forgot just how much I was training my sophomores last year so that by the end of the year, there really weren't that many issues. And when they did pop up, they were dealt with. But I guess I'm just so used to the way that the end of the year goes, and I almost forgot just how much work I put into the beginning part of the year, if that makes sense, then I'm a little bit frustrated at times beginning this year. And and so far, it's only two classes. It always is when you're a high school teacher. There's those one or two classes that you're like, oh my God, let me just get prepared for this to happen. Uh, and it, of course, it's usually the middle or end of the day because they're all tired in the morning. But I'm just trying to prepare myself for those moments where it's not going to be perfect from the start. And those of you that may teach in an urban setting just like I do, you know that rosters kind of change. They switch around a lot. You might have two dozen students in a class one day, 34 the next, and then by like the second month of school, once you have your rosters pretty much finalized, you're down to maybe 22. That's just kind of part of the, the deal, I guess, with urban education, that students move around a lot. Over the summer, I think I mentioned this, I was really going to a lot of uh, PDs for uh, teaching AP. I teach AP Psychology now, which I love, as well as U.S. History and an additional elective course. And it's been a lot of fun seeing how I can implement those different strategies, you know, using my experience working in a hospital, which I did for about two and a half years during my undergrad, but also just to see the motivation of these, some of these students that I've had before, and they maybe they started off and they were your number one students in class. Or maybe that student that maybe was kind of below the radar. And now they're willing to achieve and work for you and do AP college-level work. It's it's pretty exciting to see that. But I'm excited. We've only, at this point, I'm recording this on a Saturday. Uh, Hence the reason for non-alcoholic 
uh, episode of Classroom Brew. A little iced Americano. It's good. And did they forget my one pump of vanilla that I asked for? Yes. But did they forget it? Yes. Am I angry? No. Am I going to do anything about it? Probably not. It's still good. But it's been a, an interesting year so far. Uh, the summer, I spent a lot of time with uh, coaching, too. It wasn't just AP stuff. It was also coaching. Uh, our school hasn't had a football team in two, maybe three years. And so we were trying to get it started. And quite literally, when we took over the team, uh, the head coach, myself, and one other coach, there was one helmet, two outdated shoulder pads, and that's it. I think there were three or four jerseys that we found later on that we use for practice jerseys now. But we were literally starting with, well, I can't, not literally. That's my pet peeve. I can't say literally. But we started with almost nothing. And so now we have a roster that it's still very small. We only have about 19, 20, 21 kids right now that are eligible. So we have the bodies, but we're still trying to build those fundamentals. So a lot of those kids have never played before or they've never played an organized sport. And so that's been fun and frustrating at the same time to kind of develop that, especially since I can also use my coaching and my teaching hand in hand. I think I talked about that with Tim when he was on in some mid-40s episodes, but it's kind of fun how I can see a different side of my students. They can see a different side of me. It all just kind of plays hand in hand. One thing that I've noticed in my first two years of teaching is that I am clueless when it comes to union issues. And I, I, it kind of relates to a story where on my, my first day in the building, I remember they were having a union meeting and they were talking about some sort of issue. I don't remember even what it was. Uh, if you were to tell me now, I probably wouldn't even know, uh, to be honest with you. But they brought it up, whatever the issue was, and they were talking to me about it. And I was like, oh. And the person, you could tell they were, they were like, kind of sensing that I had no clue and so they had to explain it. And then I went, oh, of course. Yeah, that's terrible. Man, man we really got to really gotta stay strong with this. I had no clue. It was kind of like this time when I was in middle school back in the day and we were having this garage sale. And I was, I got to talking with this one, uh, this one older man and he was talking about how his daughter's an equestrian. And I had no clue what that was at the time. And it's like, oh, that's terrible. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And he goes, what? Same issue with the union stuff. I felt like I had no clue. But then as soon as I kind of realized what they were talking about, or at least when I picked up on the vibe that I should have been getting, I was like, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, let's go get it. We really got to. That's terrible. We got to do something about this. So hopefully it wasn't as obvious as it was with the equestrian. I might be a little bit raspy, by the way, if you're noticing. And that is also part of me being a coach. For our third game of the season, we had two before the school year started. We had our third one during the week. I usually don't lose my cool as a coach, almost never, at players. Uh, but I'm also, I never lose my cool with referees during the game. Because, I mean, it's high school sports. It's not as competitive as most districts are. But there was a play where one of our players got hit in the backfield. And his legs were tied up. He was also tied up at the, the hips. So he had no way of going anywhere. And he was a defenseless player at this point probably should have blown the whistle because his forward progress was stopped he was wrapped up there was nothing he could do a third player came in and targeted in my opinion his helmet by hitting him with his own in other words we have a player that's already held up by two other guys forward progress is stopped and there was from my perspective intentional helmet to helmet contact 
He was leading with the helmet. The shoulder never even made contact with anything. It was all helmet. And obviously, our player went down. And that's the first time where I actually lost my cool. Saying, like, what the fuck? How did you not get that? And when I even said, ref, he's targeting the guy. He's a defenseless player. You could have blown it for forward progress being stopped. Targeting the head. Any number of things could have stopped that play. You need to throw the flag. And he goes, no way, coach. And this is where I actually lost my cool. And I said, are you fucking kidding me? Super loud. And I think there was at least four or five parents in the stands that agreed with me. Something with player safety was taken so cavalier. And he had to be evaluated, obviously, right after that for concussion. But that's how I lost my cool. If a, if a player messes up a play, that's fine. Most of our kids have never played in their entire life. They're learning. They're supposed to mess up. It's going to happen. But when it comes to player safety, that's when I'm going to take issue with you. You have to penalize them for that. Take them out of the game. Eject them. I'm sure that was a different sight for my players to see from me. So there's been a great deal of uproar with uh, this article that I got it up here. And I can post this either in the on the Instagram or Twitter or I can put it up in the video right now. But apparently some teacher was caught with a <laughs> some sort of a bathroom break quota. And to, to read the, the actual pass to you, whoever this teacher is, it's a bathroom, water, and nurse pass. Well, bathroom and water, sure. Nurse, that seems a little bit dangerous. And it says, I will only have two passes for the entire month during focus, both math blocks, community, lunch, restoration, etc., so I'm not sure if that's all of her classes or what. Looks like she's an 8th grade teacher. Once the number is circled, it indicates how many times I have went thus far for the entire month. Bad grammar. Good thing you don't teach English. Not to diss the math teachers. Signature every time they leave for the bathroom nurse. Speak with admin or to get water. I would definitely use two of those. Uh, but it's for the entire month, it looks like. And obviously there's a little asterisk for special accommodations... Or I guess it's, not, it's a bold. Uh, if a medical note. At the very end, this is the part that's really crazy where people are talking about it a lot on the internet. It says, I understand that Miss White is petty, and although we have options, I can be denied going to the restroom, water, nurse, during the lesson. All right. <laughs> Wasn't this the question I just asked Matt a couple episodes ago? If a student starts peeing in the trash can, this is that situation. This is what's going to happen. I, I mean, I, I found this because a friend of mine posted something, and, and they mentioned that it was an unpopular opinion, but they have a similar situation or a similar setup in their classroom, which I understand. I think a lot of times students will use the opportunity to get out of class for a little bit, walk around. I did that in high school in my science class. I even did that when I was in elementary school but the extreme version. I didn't go to the bathroom. I pretended that I was part of the crossing guard duty, and I did help him cross, but I kept going. I kept walking. So in my opinion, this was poorly executed, but likely out of context. Rewrite your own work. So hats off to you, Miss White. There have been points where I myself have said, you know what, this isn't the best time, you need to wait. Our school has like a, a 10 and 10 rule, the first 10 minutes of class and the last 10 minutes of class, students have to be there, they can't go to the bathroom, and that's something that I reference all the time. 
Now, granted, as a male teacher, if there's a female student and they're asking me, remember I teach high school, if they're asking me, hey, I need to use the bathroom and they have a certain look on their face, I am, of course, not going to be the person to stop them. I'm going to assume, I'm going to hope that they have a need that you guys all know what I'm talking about, where I should not, especially as a male teacher, interfere. But that's just me. The fact that she admits that it's petty, though, ah. And she says, you can talk to me about it, but it's not going to change anything. Oh. Uh, So that's really it. I know this is episode 52. Uh, It's really just a bunch of random thoughts. I'm excited for this year. It's going to be an interesting point for me to just determine if I want to stay where I'm at, if I want to look for more options in the future, the near future, whatever that may be. I'm really excited that, you know, last year we had a number of students that were facing issues like grief, personal trauma, pregnancy, homelessness. These are all different issues that are fa- are being faced in our district, in Chicago, in urban education. And I think this year, now that I've established myself in the building, I think there are a lot more students that feel comfortable coming to me and talking to me. And that makes me feel good. I'm hoping that as this year progresses, things continue to improve. Students continue to work with me to see that I am there for them. It is definitely an uphill battle. It's definitely disconcerting when our district, our school doesn't get the same support that a higher end district or a suburban district, whatever gets. But I am hopeful for this year. I think things have already improved drastically. Uh, My active classroom setup has been really cool so far with the moving and wheelie chairs and tables. And I'm really implementing more discussion than I did before. Plenty of reading and writing, plenty of group work, but I'm trying to do more discussion, especially because I have a class that's all focused on experience and planning for life after high school, whether that's your career or it's college, whatever it may be. This week's episode is also going to have a few various video clips from moments that I think are entertaining or might get people interested in listening to the podcast. If you would like to share those video clips, they'll be on Instagram as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. If you have not already, please make sure you rate and review in the podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That really helps out the show. Thank you so much for one year of listening to Classroom Brew. Hopefully we have a whole nother year in our listeners and in my energy to continue making this podcast. Uh, If you haven't already, again, make sure you rate and review. Tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell whoever. If you want to be on, you can reach us, classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew on your favorite social media. I'm very proud of where the show has come. I am hopeful that we can continue to grow, and I'm going to do my part to make sure that my students also grow into the great individuals that they can become. Hopefully by the end of the year, we'll also do another student series where I bring the podcast equipment into the classroom. These are obviously the non-alcoholic episodes, but I'm very hopeful for that. I have a few in mind that I think I have a very good student-to-teacher relationship with, so be on the lookout for that in a matter of months. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to tune in next week, and as always, or at least until then, class dismissed.